It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. You just dropped this profile here on C.J. Stroud, this young quarterback uh, in Houston. Uh, Derek Klassen, I don't know, give us your takeaways here on on C.J. Stroud. If you're the Texans, you could not be any happier about where C.J. Stroud is at. I mean, he he looks fantastic already. And, like, the thing is, it's already – you're already seeing him grow so much because if you just watched his first preseason game, uh, you know, we're going to roll it back a little bit uh, here. He It looked kind of slow and it was like, ah, man, it's another Ohio State quarterback where like huh. they don't really see the game. Like uh-huh. it's going to take them a while, blah, blah, blah. You watch him now. He is throwing everything with unbelievable timing. He knows exactly where the ball needs to be. And and what's so impressive to me is that it doesn't matter what the concept is. Like when they're running quick game, he's getting to the top of his drop, balls out instantly. When they're doing the Shanahan get under center, throw a dig route, balls out on time, and it's exactly where it needs to be. When they're taking shots down the field, balls out, it's exactly where it's supposed to be. So like they're they're really not holding his hand at all. They're making him be a big boy quarterback, and he – you know, there's a couple of rookie inconsistency stuff here and there, but like for the most part, he looks like absolutely the real deal. So what I love about Stroud right now is that he's really, um, I think, throwing really well to the intermediate areas of the field. And obviously, I think what we saw from him at Ohio State, even in his pro day and and what we see now in, in, at the NFL level is that, man, he can bomb it deep, too, which is what I love. Um, but that can you talk about that intermediate area of the field? For the people who know me and know the show, it's like I hammer that area of the field all the time when we start talking about analyzing NFL because, man, in the NFL, unlike college, Derek, it's like you got to hit that area of the field well if you're going to be a good quarterback. It, you have to. It, it's the money area. It's the hardest area of the field. Like That's where the windows are, are going to be the tightest, and that's where you really need to have velocity. It's where you really need to have pinpoint placement, understanding how to throw against defender leverage, all that sort of stuff. In, in this Jaguars game alone, C.J. Stroud was two of three on dig routes, two of three on corner routes. Um, and, and like he just he every it he also hit a uh, that's the other one I was trying to think of. He hit a comeback route too. I think Robert uh, Woods on, on the right sideline where just the timing of it, the, the pace of the ball with the way it comes out of his hand. It's all just perfect. And I put this in the piece, but like it feels very like Matt Ryan ish mm. where he doesn't have the strongest arm. But it's a good arm, and the way that he can create arc when he needs to, the way he knows exactly where the ball needs to be, the timing of it, it's just like this is a real deal throwback classic incredible pocket passer. And he, like you said, he's doing it over in that 11 to 20-yard area where he really understands exactly how these windows work, and he's got more than enough arm talent to, to make you know to execute. Uh, can you talk about his deep ball accuracy and just his deep ball ability? Because, uh, again, I think that's what got me really excited about him as a prospect. I know you and I were talking about him in the offseason and just openly wondering why he wasn't the consensus number one overall pick. Um, for me, it's like, you know what separates a good quarterback from a great quarterback? So, again, you got if you want to be a good quarterback in this league, you, you got to hit those dig routes. You got to hit the intermediate areas of the field. Uh, but if you want to elevate yourself to be a great quarterback, 
not only can you do those things, but man, you got to hit a defense over the top. And that to me is an ability that I thought CJ Stroud had with him in spades coming out of Ohio state. What have you seen at the pro level regarding CJ Stroud over the top? I think we've seen exactly what he was in college. When I charted him in college, he was my most accurate passer beyond 20 yards. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. I think part of maybe why people didn't really give him that much credit as a deep passer was one. I mean, the Ohio State guys were open a lot, so that does play yeah. into it. Um, <laughs> right. But also, like, it kind of goes back to the, the the Matt Ryan thing I said is where, like, CJ Stroud's arm is good, but you don't watch it and go, oh, my God, this is Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or whatever. And I think people kind of almost one for one associate arm talent with ability to throw down the field but it's not really that like cj stroud is well over the threshold for what you need to be a good deep ball passer in terms of arm talent and then like i said the way that he sees the game and understands like oh the safety's leverage is this okay then i can rip the post all that sort of stuff he plays with such good timing that it allows him to get the most out of the you know velocity and arc that he can get down the field and that's how you end up with him hitting you know tank dell for like 50 yards down the field uh, on a perfectly thrown post route so i think we're going to see a lot more of that stuff the, the more the year goes on man it's so interesting you bring up the whole arm talent thing because when i see a guy with a big cannon arm i actually think that that is a tool that you use in the short and intermediate area of the field more than anything else like to be able to rip lasers right into that intermediate area and into tight windows. Um, I don't really see it uh, to your point as like a deep ball thing, because, you know, to be honest, we all love Josh Allen and the guy's got a humongous arm, but I, I think you would agree with me in that in the early part of his career, not really a great deep ball thrower. You know what I'm saying? But he's got a huge arm. Yeah, I think that's both great points. Like for one, I'll start with the, the short to intermediate stuff. Just look at Justin Herbert. The way he can rip some of those flat routes or speed outs or slants that they run, like it, there are some windows that he's legitimately only hitting because he throws like 200 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. and, and that stuff matters. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And even Josh Allen has kind of grown into being able to do that. And then to your point, like on the deep ball stuff, I, I don't think pure arm talent matters that much for a deep ball when you're throwing it in the structure of the offense. I think it only mm -hmm. really matters when you're doing the crazy off platform play Great is broken that type of stuff. And like, right. I'm not hundred percent sure CJ Stroud has that, but as far as, you know, playing in structure and, and, and taking the deep shots when they're there, like <laughs> he's, he's already, I, I think kind of one of the, one of the guys I would trust. So I think that's a good point that like the elite arm talent, when you're throwing the deep ball in structure, like these guys are NFL quarterbacks. They can, if they're starting quarterback in the league, they can probably yeah. hit that. They can probably hit those throws. Um, okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit uh, in regards to C.J. Stroud, um, in regards to some of the underneath stuff. I, the funny thing is I've read like 30 of your profiles now, obviously, um, as I edit the website. Um, and and, and what, I, what I've gotten from you is that you put a real emphasis on quick game, um, maybe more than any other quarterback evaluator that, that I've really read. Um, kind of explain that process to me, and then what did you see from C.J. Stroud? I mean, to me, it's a lot of just like it kind of comes down to how does the offense need to function? And for me, like every offense has to get yards within that one to 10 yard range somehow, whether that's a really, really strong running game or whether that's quick game. And I think right now for the Texans, you know, because the offensive line has been not healthy, they've not really been able to get their run game, I think, quite up, up to what they want. So it's right. kind of had to been CJ Stroud really operating in the quick game and helping them get into second and fives and third and twos that are manageable just because, you know, he's able to keep the offense ahead of the sticks. 
Um, and so that's why I think the quick game is really, really important. And to me, it's kind of just like I've always been a guy who likes my quarterbacks to be able to do everything. Like, obviously, the intermediate area is money. Uh, and you have to be able to do that at a high level. And you also have to be able to, to do stuff outside the pocket. But to me, the guys that can do all of that and also are just really consistent guys in the quick game and can kind of make up for not having a running game at the time. Those are the guys who are special. I mean, just to say it again, like what Justin Herbert did last week against the Vikings in terms of just dominating quick game when they the Chargers were not running the ball like they actively no. were just like, ah, we don't care. We're just going to let Herbert go air raid mode. The fact right. that he could handle that and basically be the running game just by operating quick game so well. I think it's just really hard to do because the the margins for error when you're throwing quick game that much are so small and guys that can just do it down in and down out and solve so many problems. I think that's just, you know, that can really be a separator for me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, speaking of Herbert and the run game just being completely lackluster, like that's why I'm like, yo, on fourth and one, Brandon Staley. Oh my God, yes. It's like, I get it. You know, like you want to go for it, you want to put the game away. I don't actually have a huge problem with the decision to try to put the game away right then and there. But the play calling on fourth and one, when Joshua Gilly has done absolutely nothing, he's looked bad this entire game. As a matter of fact, two weeks in a row now, he's looked bad, right? Like on fourth and one, you've got Justin Herbert cooking. You've got Keenan Allen just destroying the secondary. Why would you hand it off to Joshua Kelly here? Just throw the ball. Throw the ball yes. or do a QBC. It does, I, I don't know, class man. I was so confused by the play call, bro. Uh, that's the thing. No matter which way you put the ball in Herbert's hand, it would have been a better decision. If yes. it was just, just a sneak, it's like, okay, he's a 6'6 cyborg. Like, yeah, he'll probably have a better <laughs> chance of getting this than, than putting God, Joshua Kelly at fullback. Doing? Or if you let him throw, he completed like 85% of his passes on the day. Pretty good chance that he's going to complete that one. Or we saw him make a couple of good scrambles that game. Like, he played a literally perfect game. Why not give it Crazy. to him when when the game is on the line? I don't know. It, it, it felt I mean, like Brandon Staley's just too far in his own head a little bit. Uh, it's just so it's so bad. And like you could tell, man, if they lost that game, I mean, the, they he would have lost the locker room if he hasn't already lost the locker yeah. room. Okay, like I'm just saying, man, like it's it's so crazy. All right, last thing I want to hit you with on CJ Stroud. Um, you talk about like, oh, you know, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, like people like, oh, just another Ohio State quarterback because they do well in college. They don't do well in the pros. A lot of them don't, right? Um, and I think a lot of that is because uh, some of these quarterbacks are just not very good at a structure. You know, they're not very good when they're not, you know, teamed up with a, a great offensive line, teamed up with great pass catchers or whatever it might be. Right. So CJ Stroud, they were like, ah, well, he looks great on, on film, but how much of it was under pressure? How much of it, how creative can this guy get out of the pocket? You know, you talked about in your column here that um, the Jaguars got to him uh, in, in, at least exerted pressure on 40% of his dropbacks. It's a pretty big number. Uh, talk to me about the success rate out of pressure. Uh, and what did you see in terms of creativity 
from CJ Stroud when under pressure? I think we're learning very quickly that a lot of the, you know, oh, CJ Stroud doesn't really create that much in college was kind of just like, yeah, he didn't have to because he played so well within the structure and had three incredible receivers that it was like, why would he ever have to go out and do this? But I think we saw in college, you know, the Georgia game, it was like, okay, he's got a little bit of this. But who knows if that was just a flash in the pan? I think we're seeing early on that like that's very much part of his game Um, because he's a really good athlete. Like he's not, you know, Josh Allen or or even Justin Herbert, where he's a guy who's going to shred you for 20 yards or whatever. But like he can get outside the pocket. If you roll him out, he's going to be able to outrun the edge, uh, you know, edge and like get to the boundary and stuff like that. Like he, he can really move. And I think what we've seen so far is he's just, you know, this even goes back to just the way that he operates within structure. But everything CJ Stroud does is so fast. Like he knows as soon as he's pressured, okay, if, if I'm getting, you know, pressured through, through the B gap between the the tackle and the guard, okay, I need to slide this way. And then, you know, I can slide exactly this much. And like, he just knows exactly what every answer is. And he knows like, okay, you know, I'm getting pressured here, but on this concept, I kind of have time to hold the ball, you know, maybe take a shot and throw it to a dig route because I know it's going to be open. Or, okay, nope, on this concept, I have to just quick throw it to the check down because that's my only option to beat pressure here. It's just like, he's just a guy who, you know, like you said, these past Ohio State quarterbacks kind of seemed like they malfunctioned when they didn't have yeah. the answer within structure. Right. That's not CJ Stroud. Like he, he just, he knows what is the next step in, in every concept you know, you know, when he's under pressure and stuff. So I've just been unbelievably impressed with with what I've seen from him in that regard. Same. Uh, As you noted in your column, Stroud posted a 58.3% success rate when pressured. Only six quarterbacks in the database from 2022 fared as good or better over the course of an entire season. So um, Stroud under pressure, at least in that game against the Jaguars, certainly showed a lot, uh, which is really interesting to see. Listen, uh, Derek, you, you really can't talk about Stroud without your mind immediately going to what Carolina did by drafting uh, Bryce Young. And I get it. Bryce Young was hurt. Uh, he's got an ankle injury here uh, there in week number three. Uh, who knows what his availability will be for week number four. But I thought week three with Andy Dalton actually actually hurt Bryce Young even more because Carolina's offense, and we talked about this on the show, uh, on our previous show with with, uh, with Matt, but Carolina's offense looked functional, man. Like it actually, it's not like it looked good, but it looked functional. And you couldn't say that the first couple of weeks with Bryce Young under center. No, 100%. And like Andy Dalton is still the line kind of like, you know, when he was a starter, he was the line of like, okay, you got to be this tall to, to, you know, ride the ride uh, Uh in terms of having a quality starter. Right now, it's like, okay, if you're not better than Andy Dalton, you're probably just like not a competent quarterback, period. And I think that's kind of where we're at with Bryce Young right now. And I think we kind of knew that it was going to take a little bit of time for his play style to work you know to for him to find a rhythm in the nfl but i think we're seeing already that it's just like a lot of the concerns that myself included had about bryce young just in terms of size like we're already seeing i think you even saw in the first two games that he was able to play there's just so many cases of like ah he can't really throw this ball on time because you know he's getting pressure in his lap and he can't really throw over it because it's just hard for him at that size or ah he had to slide to you know get to this window and it kind of made him late on a throw because he couldn't throw it from where he needed to just like you're seeing a lot of that type of stuff from him in terms of trying to manage the pocket and like that stuff we see from Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson 
But I said this at the time, you know, even before the draft, like those guys are awesome athletes with awesome arm talent. That's just not really where Bryce Young is at. He's closer to like Kenny Pickett in terms of, you know, physical talent. Um, But even Kenny... Yeah, but even like Kenny Pickett is like 6'3", so it's even easier for him to see. <laughs> um, so like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Bryce Young just kind of ends up in this spot where he doesn't really have the size to be a consistent pocket passer and see things the way he needs to. But I think athletically, the NFL is kind of caught up to what he does outside of the pocket. So I'm hoping that things can look a little bit better and a little bit, a little bit cleaner. But I think I'm with you where like the, the fact that Andy Dalton could step in and be like, Ah, you could get an offense out of this when when that wasn't the case with Bryce Young. I, I'm a little worried. Yeah, I'm a, I'm big time worried here. By the way, you mentioned like Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. I thought for like undersized quarterbacks, um, yeah, the athleticism and the, the escapability out of the pocket certainly has a lot to do with that. I don't think Bryce Young has that. But you know what else is a little bit underrated there too is that yeah, these guys are like short kings, right? But like they also played baseball. Right. So like their arm angles, their the the angles yep. by which they could get the passes out is also a, just like freaky weird compared to some of these other guys. I mean, again, you think about the three baseball players, right? You think about Patrick Mahomes, you think about Kyler Murray and you think about Russell Wilson. These guys can just sling the ball and put velocity on it in like all these weird arm slots that other quarterbacks just can't do. Bryce Young is not that guy. You know what I mean? No, I think there's absolutely something to that because like that's even I mean, that's part of the magic with Kyler Murray. Like you're saying, like you watch him throw some of those like where he's just kind of throwing off his back foot. Like you can see the way that like a, an outfielder is throwing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it just yeah, kind of yeah, looks yeah. like that. Right. And then Russell Wilson, same thing. Like when you see him like at his peak, when Russell Wilson was like rolling to his left, he was so, so accurate and so, so good at getting his chest square to the ball. And that's because like, yeah, he played baseball and he's used to, to being able to throw like that. Right. Um, you even look at a guy like Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think he was a catcher when good he played, point. when he played baseball, Great like you point. see him the way he'll sit down and square and like sidearm Great stuff. Like, point. yes, yeah, man, it looks like a catcher. And like the fact that those guys, like you said, can get to those different arm angles because they play different sports matters a lot. Whereas like you, you see Bryce Young, he just doesn't really have the same flexibility, the same pop that those guys kind of had. Yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm worried, uh, and also I'm, I was a little confused. Like, this guy doesn't seem like a Frank Wright quarterback, you know? Like, why? Right? Why are they takes DJ Stroud? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's an, that's exactly what Frank Reich has been coaching up his entire. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? I just, I'm so confused, man. I don't know. I don't know what Carolina was. It just seemed like an odd pairing from the get-go, man. I just didn't understand it. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 